Hey Achievers, this is Maya, founder of Healthy High Achievers. Join our global community and create healthier routines to avoid burnout and feel more calm and healthy. Let's get to it. Hey Achievers, so happy to have you with us today. Um, we're having Mireille here. She's a functional medicine coach, just like myself. And we did go to different schools. And Mireille, I think I can say you went all the way into becoming our go-to for digestion and nutrition, <laughs> which is why I wanted to talk to you today. You're in Switzerland, right? That's right. Yeah, okay. I've been living in Switzerland for almost 14, well, 14 years now. Yeah, oh, originally from South Africa. All right, from South Africa to Switzerland, me from Belgium to Peru. So these interviews are always That's very great. international. <laughs> but I feel like the functional medicine community is always very connected over the whole world. Uh, keeps totally. expanding, luckily. Yeah. yeah. So Mireille, yeah. she has a nutrition reboot program and a gut repair program. And today she's the perfect person to help you, my dear achievers, to learn the basics about digestion, what to do if you feel like your digestion's kind of off for a while, some foods that you can tolerate, or maybe you're feeling more gassy and you just think, oh, I'm just a gassy person. You know, you must get that a lot, Mireille. <laughs> what is your reaction to a comment like this? Well, I actually get a little bit of both. So there, you have a camp of people who have a lot of symptoms um, unrelated to the gut. So like they have no digestive issue, no gas, no bloating, no none of that, like pregnant feeling um, and no diarrhea, et cetera, or constipation but they have all these other symptoms, like they might have autoimmune disease, they might have skin issues, they might have brain fog. So then there's a long list of other symptoms that could be drawn back to an imbalanced gut. And so um, there's that one camp, and then you've got the other camp where there's a very obvious gut issue. So that's the gas, the bloating, even the reflux issues, or the um, diarrhea and constipation. So these are very clear gut digestive um, candidates. And so they go out and they seek a solution for gut repair, right? Or to yeah. something to do with their guts. Whereas the other camp of, of people are saying like, how do I solve my chronic condition, whatever it might be, whether it's skin, um, or, or even joint pain for that matter. And often we come back to the gut. <laughs> yeah, so when someone has skin issues, in my story with fibromyalgia, I had muscle aches. So of course, mm. doctors didn't think about the gut or the liver in the end was my problem when they hear muscle aches. So how do people then end up finding you? Probably mostly by word of mouth, though I have been focusing more on a group of people which have a similar story to mine, which was chronic urticaria, which is a very obvious skin rash, um, you know, hives all over the body. And that I struggled with for very many years. And I think a lot of people also now post-vaccine um, struggle with, with some symptoms of hives. But uh, for a lot of these people, they're going to their dermatologists or allergists looking for solutions, thinking that they're allergic to a food. And really, it's the immune system responding to a number of different things. Food is one, but there are also toxins, there's stress, there are infections. And so um, that's why I'm focusing a lot more on people um, that I know I can help them because I have a similar journey and they relate to me better because we have a similar story. Mm, yeah, interesting. And, and there's also that saying, when in doubt, start with the gut. 
right? Exactly. So yeah. What we say, mm -hmm. what we say about the skin is like the skin is a mirror of your of your gut mm. as well. So anything that is showing on your skin, whether it be psoriasis or eczema, any rashes on the skin is usually a reflection of what your gut looks like. Yeah, and I think we often forget that sometimes when I start getting like a bit more rash or pimples or something on my skin it's probably mostly for me it's right after drinking coca-cola or or eating more processed foods mm -hmm. or just having mm -hmm. more toxins that my body can't handle at that moment yeah yeah it's that inflammation right mm -hmm. yeah so someone who's like okay you know i do have some digestive issues but a doctor just said that uh it's irritable bowel syndrome and i think uh, there's nothing i can do about it and maybe I need to avoid some foods or do FODMAP, but then I get too restricted. You know, where can they start? What can they do? Yeah, that's a great question. And and to be honest, I always do start with food. It's it's the fastest way, I think, for a lot of people to, um, to change things because it's something that they're putting into their bodies every single day, three times a day at least, right? And so for a lot of us coaches, we're starting with the basics of an anti-inflammatory diet, just making sure at least that those bases are covered because you cannot help a person to restore function in their bodies, let alone their gut health, if they're not feeding their body with the right nutrients. So the first port of call is always to make sure that they're eating the right nutrients. Um, so taking taking the time to ensure that they they're getting lots of vegetables clean protein healthy fats um, anti-inflammatory foods and removing the foods that would be causing inflammation so typically it would be the gluten the dairy um, the top five allergens maybe eggs soy corn those kinds of things um, and that would be the starting point point. and yes for a lot of people it's a big step away from the way they're eating now Mm -hmm. But it could be like the one reason that they're struggling with these issues in the first place. So for some people, it just changing their diet alone can do a lot to relieve their symptoms. Um, and for others, you know, they would have to take the next step, which is why I offer the two kind of pillars, which is the, the reboot, which is the nutrition, as well as then the follow-on step, which is the rebuilding of the gut. Mm, yeah, interesting. Do you feel like people need to first eliminate those foods and test that out and then do a gut repair program yeah i think it's very difficult to repair the gut if you're continuously throwing at it something that's causing inflammation yeah so for me it's important to try and identify the things that are causing inflammation so it's either by doing an elimination diet or you know like the institute for functional medicine has um a prescription elimination diet where we're taking out the, the most important um, allergens and inflammation causing foods. Um, yes, that is, that is what I would say is the most important part to just calm the inflammation. You can test as well. That's another option, I think, for some people. But the gold standard has always been what we call the elimination diet. Yeah, and, and I feel like there are two main groups of people, the group of people who can get themselves to do that, 
and then the group of people who go too far in it. <laughs> and I was certainly one of the second group, I must say, really? in my own journey, when I found out about all the, you know, natural foods and just a real good um, smoothies for breakfast and the salads. And I wanted to change my diet and I went way too far. So I started really? just, I, I went 180 degrees, you know, the other way. And then I got even more gut issues because <laughs> oh, I went too far. What were you doing? I'd love to hear what, what kind of things were you doing? Because I do hear about these things, people that go raw vegan, for instance. Yeah. So really, I went from a very normal, um, like lots of gluten, you know, lots of um, starchy foods or, or um, carbs. And I went to the completely other side where, you know, I heard so many things about smoothies. I was like, oh, it's really good to put maca in there, which is easy in Peru, right? It's really good to put protein powder and then um, some peanut butter. And then I'll put some avocado in it. And then I'll put some, also a spoon of coconut oil. <laughs> so you see, I went way too far with all the ingredients, which mm -hmm. was way mm -hmm. too much fat and protein all of a sudden. It was mm -hmm. a change that was way too big. And so mm -hmm. I couldn't digest it because it was too different from where I was. Yeah, yeah. And so then I said, oh, okay, you know, an elimination diet. Good, I'll do one. And I bought the book, The Elimination Diet, who's a writer. I'll put it in the show notes. But I did it with the book. But they leave out everything, like even all nuts and all kinds of meats and just everything wow. basically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I went mm -hmm. way too far in that so I didn't feel a clear sign because I had SIBO too I mean I had, I had other gut issues too I didn't see clear symptoms for mm -hmm. me when I was reintroducing so I had no idea yeah. what it was so then I yeah. did go for a test because I had no mm -hmm. clear yeah clear signals for my body what was it like for you that journey of elimination Same. I, I, I think I think there are also the camps of people that um have a very good body sense and can tell like if they introduce a food how they're responding and and the, the key is that they should be looking not only for gut issues they should be looking for all kinds of things so it could be just kind of a restlessness or a tiredness and we're not all sensitive to these changes these subtle changes to be able to notice that a food is um, bothering us and that's why I, I felt like I was that kind of person or that I was a little bit impatient to reintroduce foods. And so I um, also felt like I needed to see the data. I'm very much a logical person and like to see data. And so yeah. I did food sensitivity tests as well. And that combined with doing an elimination diet for me was enough information to say, okay, I, I know what to take out. And But I've done elimination diets now several times and had experience with many different ones and so I, I feel like the more you do them as well the more you get to know your body mm, that's interesting that's because they also say it's good to do it once a year to just as kind of mm -hmm. gut cleanse to leave out some yeah. kind of foods um, yeah. but we are a society that is got used to going to the doctor doing a test and then seeing something on a piece of paper and then we have our answers, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the challenging part about doing something where you actually, let's say, listen to your body. <laughs> you listen to Absolutely. your body you know, as your Absolutely. feedback, as your test results. It's such yeah. a mindset shift. How do you help people in that? 
Yeah, you know, that body sense is something you have to develop, learn to develop over time. And it's not something everybody is used to, you know, that you just get right off the bat, especially for a lot of my clients. I feel like I attract a lot of clients who are very much on the scientific analytical side because I'm that kind of person. And um, and also we don't have the patience always. But, you know, our body is giving us signs all the time. And when we do take the time to listen and tune into them, then um, we are much better aware than a test can tell us. Right. So even tests on, and, and that's what I tell my clients as well. Tests are not 100% foolproof. Maybe you get a 70 or 80% kind of um, result or, or data there, but it's not picking up everything. And, and that's where we should be more in tune with, with things that's happening that are happening to us every day and just stop yeah. and listen. Yeah, and interpreting it in a whole, right? I remember after my elimination diet, I did a SIBO test. Because uh, mm -hmm. we had to go one layer further. And SIBO, basically, for people who don't know it, it's small intestine bacterial overgrowth. So it's just bacteria where they're not supposed to be and they're way too much. That's the, the summary. Exactly. Uh, I had these ups and downs in my bowel movements, and it was a whole chaos. It was, there were no patterns. And I did the elimination diet, and after that, I did the test. And the test actually came back negative if you look at the range that it should have to be positive. Mm -hmm. But my mm -hmm. functional medicine doctor said, you know, let's, it probably was positive a month ago before you started mm -hmm. eliminating, but you've mm -hmm. already done, you've taken oregano, you've taken all these supplements and you've done the elimination diet and probably your SIBO has already gone down to this point. So when you yeah. look at it at a whole, let's interpret it as positive and let's treat it anyway. And that's kind yeah. of helped me in those first layers mm -hmm. of the journey. So really yeah. just taking that whole approach instead of just relying whatever the test says at that moment. Exactly, because you would have stopped there if you just believed the test yeah. said negative, right? And that's what I also say, um, we need to go with your symptoms as well. So if you still have symptoms, you still need to keep digging. And even if a test comes back negative, and I've had gut tests where certain bacteria, which we know are are good at hiding, <laughs> like H. pylori, um, yeah. we I tend to treat as if it's still there because it's a lot more reliable when you knock it back to a certain level. Mm. And so, yeah, that's that's also something that I try to not just depend on what the data is saying. Yeah, that makes sense. And even when you want to decide, should I do this test? Should I not do this test? Um, I know many people who come to me and say, hey, Maya, I really want to start working on these skin issues or, or my you know, brain fog and my extreme fatigue. Um, I want to go to a functional medicine doctor. And like, how much is it? They say, and I'm like, well, mm -hmm. And I found that answer difficult in the beginning for me, but I say the same now to people. It depends on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could do and it depends on the doctor. It depends on what yeah. kind of doctor you get, right? And how much they want to promote a particular test or, or the test that they feel most comfortable with. And so, yeah, I, I also say that you can do a lot without these expensive tests. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I give the example always of, you know, when I did invest 
at the later stages of my journey, I did invest in a test that checks toxins and heavy metals in my body. And that's when we mm -hmm. found that my fibromyalgia came from my liver full of toxins. And I did not what? have the glutathione or the enzyme to detoxify. So mm -hmm. it's good that we found that, but I was hesitating. Should I do a mold test? And mold mm -hmm. tests are expensive. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, mm -hmm. but this test was expensive already. Should I do mold? And then my functional medicine practitioner was like, you know, when we look at your timeline, your story, we know you had mold issues in your house. There was mold, you know? So if we assume that there is still mold. In There's your a mold body, issue. Do we even gonna, need a test? We're going to detoxify the heavy metals anyway. So if we assume yeah. it's mold as well, we just take that into account. We do it. And then you don't need to invest all that money in these tests. And that yeah. made sense in my head of like, okay, do we in the end, and that goes back to the mindset part, do we need to see everything on a piece mm -hmm. of paper when really it's clear when we look at our story or history, yeah. it shows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that timeline is really key to give us clues on things. And, you know, the, the, the timeline, it brings me to another point that is not something that we pick up in tests at all, is, is the whole um, emotional factor. So mm -hmm. what on the timeline that doesn't have to do with an infection or um, toxicity or, you know, a food, etc. But maybe there's something else on the timeline that has predisposed them to become more susceptible to certain things. And, and that I find is also um, something that's not addressed by many functional medicine practitioners because we're not really trained in that area, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, dealing with uh, trauma and stresses. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And sometimes I hear doctors say like, no, it's all in your head. You know, it's all stress. It comes from stress. Yeah, yeah. Partly, yes. But then mm -hmm. the other part might also be physical. So it's often a combination of things. And what sure. was that like in your journey? What was partly what came from an emotional side? What were your triggers? Absolutely. And so that's my approach is always to do a combination is to understand what's on the timeline to have the clinical approach. But if the clinical approach doesn't yield results, we have to dig deeper. Right. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So going back to let's say there's someone listening now that's like, mm, I think I need to start this journey, but they're really on the start. You know, they they're still um, eating the way that we're eating before, maybe more processed foods or more bread and, you know, not really eliminating anything or maybe st still have sugar in their diet. Um, but they listen to this and they're like, oh, the elimination diet, it's so much work. Oh, do I need to start this whole journey? It sounds long. It's, <laughs> it sounds complicated. <laughs> Where can they start with something like eeny, meeny, tiny something? Eeny, meeny, tiny. Yeah, look... I, I'm a fan of breaking things up into small bits. Mm. Um, and so for me, the first steps would be to practice that muscle of removing gluten and dairy. Those would be the first two things that I would remove. Sure, there's there's a lot. If, if you're on a completely processed diet and you're, you're, you're eating a lot of processed and, and ready-made foods, the first step would just to start eating more whole natural foods, right? Just start mm -hmm. introducing one fruit or one vegetable with 
each meal kind of story and just getting more of those healthy natural foods. But if you're already at that stage and, and you feel like you're eating fairly healthy, but you're not too sure what, then removing something like a gluten or dairy and just start looking for alternatives and substitutes. That's, that's kind of how I started. I first didn't believe it, right? <laughs> and then I thought, okay, maybe I'll give it a try and realize it. For me back then it was really hard to to take a step away from bread and and things like mm. that but the first step is always finding those first substitutes and um and once you find those just a handful of substitute foods then you're halfway there because it's a muscle and and it's it's something that you need to experiment with but I always say it starts with a decision, a decision that this is something I want to do. This is something that's important to me and why and finding out the why, why this is important to me. Because without those things, a decision and a why, you're not going to move from, from the spot you're in. Mm, I'm really reaching that point of decision of, okay, I want to do this for myself. I want to feel better and I want to do this as an experiment. Like you said, and, yeah. and I love how you mention adding, you know, because people who get scared of eliminating, it's nice to focus mm -hmm. on adding when you say, hey, look for substitutes. Look, yeah. First, open your eyes and open your possibilities to whatever you find that can substitute. Absolutely. And, and adding some vegetables and some extra proteins or whatever, just some adding more natural foods on every plate and going from there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah look I think you know you and I being health coaches and having lived this lifestyle for a lot longer can I can say that from my perspective I kind of lose sight of how difficult it was in the beginning to make the mm -hmm. switch um, and and so yes that whole idea of adding rather than subtracting is a much easier thing to deal with it's just let's start crowding out the bad things with all the good things that so just add a lot more of the good things and the bad things will hopefully automatically just start to diminish and once you get these nutrients the cravings start to diminish too mm, yeah yeah i did have this client once who once he started adding on more vegetables and like all kinds of colors you know in the vegetable just a lot of variety and you know he did eat very like processed processed meals processed things a lot of sugar as well a lot of soda everything uh, but he started adding more and more natural foods and he actually started feeling better about himself so it mm -hmm. wasn't about oh I need to leave that I, I need to stop eating that because <laughs> mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. when we think I need to stop then we do the whole opposite and we just order a whole pizza with a coca-cola yeah. one night <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we go, we're even worse off than we were before <laughs> yeah yeah. But yeah, when they start focusing on just adding, adding more healthy foods and really looking at your plate and thinking, what am I fueling my body right now? What am I giving to myself right now? And when I and when I made that switch, I remember in the very beginning, I made that switch for myself of, okay, what am I feeding my body? And I looked at my plate and I would realize, okay, maybe these cookies, they're really good, but they're not feeding me. I do have my craving anyway, I'll eat them anyway, but mm -hmm. what in the whole, in this whole day, what am I feeding myself? And then I would realize, yeah. mm, you know, I had a lot of um, 
I don't know, I had a lot of starchy food. I had a lot of rice and I had a lot of, um, I didn't really have vegetables. I didn't really have fats. Okay, mm -hmm. let's add in more. And I remember I used that, I can put it in the, in the show notes too, kind of that meal plan of IFM. Um, where mm -hmm. you can really see what's fats, what's proteins, what's vegetables, gives you all these kinds of ideas of what yeah. you use. And I just started looking at it, asking myself, okay, I think I don't have much of this category. What can I add to my meal? Maybe one oh, teaspoon yeah. of olive oil and, and that's that, you know, without, yeah. before I didn't realize what's the value of a teaspoon of olive oil? What's the value of, of those things? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. see the portions and I'm like oh, okay yeah I can add in more of this and that did you start the same way or what was it like for you with no I think about food? <laughs> yeah I think I was a little bit like you in the sense that I kind of jumped in um with, <laughs> with the gluten and once I decided okay I'm going to give this a go and I removed the gluten and dairy I needed to find you know a healthy substitute and my healthy substitute for my breakfast was smoothies as well and so I, I started just with a hand mixer, mixing spinach and apple, and, and that was the way I started. And just realizing that I was not getting nearly enough fruits and vegetables in my day, right? So I, I don't know what you say, but I say that we should be striving for six to nine fistfuls of fruits and vegetables, and that's color different, all the different colors. Um, and I was probably only getting mine at my main meal uh, maybe two maximum three fistfuls and so to get up to six i i don't know how else um to do it other than than doing it with smoothies right because there you're getting already a, a good number of fistfuls of fruits and vegetables as well yeah and that reminds me actually of a moment where i realized that actually i i needed to eat more <laughs> mm -hmm. okay <laughs> i wasn't really leaving it wasn't really about leaving out stuff or stop eating or stop eating certain things. I started counting, right? Hey, how many handfuls do I have of that? Or do mm -hmm. I have enough proteins and fats? And I realized I did not. I just, I mm -hmm. did have too many carbs, but I didn't yeah. have enough vegetable carbs, right? And just mm -hmm. fruits. Fruits was fine because we don't need that much of it, but the vegetables no. was a big issue for me. And I was yeah. like, all right. And then you need to get creative. And then yeah. you're focusing on, again, what we're saying, you're focusing on adding on. Mm -hmm. How can, what mm -hmm. are the tricks? You know, smoothie is a trick, soup is a trick. You know, how can I yeah. add on more of those vegetables? And then I started, I don't know, looking at these vegetable snacks that I actually really liked because there's even things where you put cinnamon on and then it gets kind of like with a sweet touch. So there's so many like creative ways to add on more vegetables, but it's like you said, it's the start. It's the start that's the hardest. And in the start, it's, I love that tip that you said of just look for substitutes, just start there. Look for mm -hmm. something that, that you can add on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think the whole accountability thing, because mm. a lot of people feel like they're the only ones doing this, right? So joining a group of people that are doing something very similar or, you know, in a group program, for instance, and that's why I run the group elimination diets, because I know that on your own to do a whole elimination is hard, right? If you're the only one in your family and you're the, you feel like you're only cooking for yourself and then you've got to cook another meal for somebody else, right? But whereas the, there's a lot of knowledge and creativity that comes within a group when everyone's striving towards the same goal, there are a lot of ideas that come up 
with that and a lot of inspiration that people can glean from from other participants mm, yeah absolutely that just finding someone who wants to do it with you and they can kind of support each other and i remember i did my elimination diet with my mom and mm -hmm. she wasn't really she was like oh, okay yeah you know i'll join you fine because there were these recipes and she likes testing out recipes so we did it together during pandemic or like, oh, yeah, you know, playing around with food because there was nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> and just finding that person you can do it with that support. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what yeah, I was yeah. just thinking? I love how in this whole conversation, we haven't really talked about weight, have we? No. I, and, <laughs> you know, that's kind of how I started when I started nutrition coaching is that I had people coming to me for weight loss. And what I've learned over the time is, is a, those who are seeking weight loss don't have a strong enough why, why they need to lose the weight or why they want to lose the weight. You know, they have to really dig deep for, for a strong reason to lose two to five kilos maybe. Mm. But um, the other thing is that, you know, from the functional medicine perspective, weight is just another symptom. It's a symptom of inflammation in the body. And it's a symptom of your body saying, oh, not everything's, you know, in balance. And that's why I need to hold on to this weight because I'm worried um, that maybe I don't get what I need. So I always tell my clients that say weight is um, one of their goals that weight is a symptom and once we address all the imbalances the weight will come up on its own oh i love that kind of shift and i hope people heard this part because that's i think very key where you say that weight is just another symptom just as the others and once mm -hmm. you fix those imbalances that weight will go off like yeah nothing right? like nothing yeah. Mm. yeah, I love this conversation. I think people have a lot already to to think of, to think about, to start with, uh, any many tiny steps, right? And yeah. uh, you know, if anyone's just struggling with this, you can contact me. You can contact Mireille. Um, and Mireille, where can people find more about you, and what are you working on right now? Well, I um, they can find me on Instagram. Though I'm not a big fan of posting <laughs> either in Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I do have a website um, which is functionalmedicinecoach.ch for Switzerland. Um, but I am currently running a gut program at the moment, and that's about an eight-week program where we deal with certain bacteria and rebuilding the gut from the top down. And that is one thing that I think a lot of people are missing is um, addressing not just the intestinal area where there might be an imbalance in gut bacteria like SIBO, et cetera, but why did it start in the first place? And so mm. top down chewing, stomach um, uh, digestion is a big part of my gut program and helping people understand that it's not just about taking probiotics. It's, it's about getting to why it developed in the first place. Yeah, sometimes right. we like to think there's just a pill and, and then stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, um, and upcoming, I've got um, my reboot, which is starting in May, around May 23rd, I think. And that's then a group elimination program. So mm. for those, for those who are not feeling like they're ready to do it on their own and want the guidance of somebody who has done it several times before, and to do it in a group, that's the right, the right yeah. vehicle. 
I'll definitely mm -hmm. post that link as well. I can create even an event on healthyhighachievers.community um, for your program. People can join because I think it's great to do it in group. I did it in group. I was also leading group groups for elimination diets. And it's such a rich experience where you learn from each other. You have someone trained in functional medicine to guide you through it. You have other people to get ideas from and hey, I don't know how to change this for that or how to substitute this. And then you just give each other ideas. So, and I think it's great what you say to really go upstream and not only probiotics or not only truly the gut, but also stomach chewing you know chewing. It, mindset mm -hmm. it all goes you know mm -hmm. why you're doing this so um love that you're doing that with groups of people i'll definitely put it in the show notes and on healthy i cheers our community and uh thank you so much for your time today this was great perfect you're welcome it's been great chatting to you maya thanks so much see you bye take care bye Dear Achievers, I hope you liked this episode. If you did, please subscribe and share with your friends anyone who needs to hear this. You're super welcome to join us at healthyhighachievers.community as well. See you there!